This is our Women's Day special on the Classic Brunch with me, Kutlano Masote, and my next guest is standing by, Sophie De Brain. She is a woman of courage, one of 20,000 or so women that descended on the union buildings to petition the government on August 9, 1956. Mom Sophie, welcome to the Classic Brunch. Thank you, thank you so much, and uh, a happy Monday morning to you. Yeah, a cold Monday morning here in Johannesburg. Mama, if I can yes. just get straight into it. Uh, I've, always, I've often wondered, what was it that uh, made the group of women that uh, went on this march in 1956 decided that it was time for a woman's only voice to be added to the struggle against injustice in South Africa? You know, during, during that time, uh, women's lives were very hard and, and they were always at the sharp end. Of, of the stick. They were the ones that raised the children, uh, the poverty that was around during that time, and all of those, those hardships that they went through. And on top of the hardships, they still uh, were told that they were going to have to carry passes. These passes, uh, the passes were never uh, used by women, but now it was going to be extended to women. And they have witnessed over the years how their husbands were subjected to ill treatment when they are asked for a pass. And this, they felt, was not going to happen to them because if they can uh, ill treat men, you know, by just, if the husband is too, or the son, or the uncle is too slow in giving the policeman that pass, he just puts his hands into his pocket, into the person's pocket and grabs mm. the passport, whatever. So they felt that this was going to be extended to them as well. Yeah. And they felt enough is enough. The hardships compounded now by carrying passes as well. Yeah. And so they took a stand and they organized and galvanized women uh, to go to the union buildings. As someone who's lived through... The story is a long one to give you all the details would take a Mm. long time. Yeah. But just in short, you know? Yeah. So, Mama, as someone who's lived through, I guess it's been 64 years since that March, all those years ago, would you say that the spirit of Mbogoto is still alive? Because, And I ask this because uh, (laughs) women on that day showed unity women of all races came together with one goal in mind which you've just explained is the spirit still alive in south africa and and have the next generation learned from that and taken on the baton i think they have learned from that because as you can see right now and over over the two years period with the gender-based violence uh, at its at its worst women have spoken out women have come together with Women, young women of March, young and old women of March, and uh, it's it's uh, it's the momentum is rising, and I think the spirit is there. It is only what is needed is this concerted effort. It is uh, this unity which isn't yet there. There are attempts of unity, but not all together. And I feel that all the formations, even the trade unions, the uh, trade unions, the uh, traditional leaders, uh, all the country's formations should become one body and fight the scourge. Mm. Uh, and 
and, and, and women are more equipped today than before. You know, the women of before wasn't highly educated, and they were not, uh, if I can say that, sophisticated. But their sensitivity and their unity and their commitment and dedication was a thing. So if women are dedicated enough and willing enough to sacrifice, because this calls for great sacrifice, and I can see that the young people of today, and as we have handed over the baton to them, that they, they, their fight is a far larger one than ours, and they are better equipped than we were. Uh, they are better educated. They are. They have all the instruments and institutions on their side, mm. and then they have also the digital, the digital uh, systems on their side. We didn't have that. We had nothing. We had absolutely nothing. We depended on ourselves going to Pretoria and during those days when we were organising. We travelled in one car to, to the provinces where we visited to find out how the uh, March organization was, the, the, the galvanizing was going on. One car, which was late Alan Joseph's car, a little mini, and she named her a little car called uh, Congress Connie. And that was the car that took us all over. And today, <coughs> women own cars. And they, they have, they have the funds. We never had anything. We depended. There weren't donors with deep pockets, and so on. So they can make it if the will and the right leadership is around to take the struggle forward. Mama, you are a treasure. As we wind down this interview, I'd just like to ask you, and I know you're a person who believes in the greater organization, but I want to ask you, what does it mean to you personally to have played a part in building a better society for all historically disadvantaged people? Yeah, I know it, it, it gives me satisfaction, and, and it means a lot to me. And it's very painful to see what is happening today. Uh, around us and we thought that our people will have a better life and they do have a better life as compared to what where we come from but that's not enough more things need to be done and yes if i always say that if i have to die and i have the opportunity to rise again from my from my death and live again i will do it all over but this time i will do it better because I'll be more exposed, I'll, I have better education, and uh, there are all these, these uh, things that are going to make it better. So no, I will do it all over again. Fabulous. But like I say, I will do it much better. You've already done it so well. Mama Sophie De Brain, one of the women that marched and organized the march in 1956, uh, the Women's March to the Union Buildings. Mama, let me thank you so much for your time and wish you a great day ahead. And thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time. Thank you so much, too, for asking me. It's a great privilege. Bye-bye.